Hello and welcome to Conscious Consumption. I'm Isabella Rosley and today I want to reflect on some lessons I learned after living in Thailand for a few months and the connections I made to materialism. Some of my podcasts are very informative, but a lot of that information, you know, it's shocking, but it's not actually going to stick with you for that long, realistically. But I really hope that this episode stands out because I'm sharing rules, beliefs, and agreements that I live by. So to graduate from Colorado State University with a degree in apparel and merchandising, it's a requirement to complete a 12-credit full-time internship for a minimum of 10 to 12 weeks. Since I had such a great experience studying in Florence last year, I wanted to try to go abroad for my internship as well. And I ended up finding this program called World Endeavors that basically helps you find an internship for fashion or whatever you're studying anywhere in the world almost. And since I'm pretty easygoing and indecisive, I told the program, you know, I'm fine with going anywhere. Um, I think, you know, going to Milan or some kind of fashion capital would have made a lot more sense. But since I had just studied in Florence last year, I wanted to mix it up. And I don't even really care for high-end fashion. You know, I care about sustainable fashion and slow fashion and things like that so somehow I ended up going to Bangkok Thailand you know Thailand had just seemed really beautiful and had amazing food and I remember hearing that it was the land of smiles so I was pretty much sold on going I was seeking more of a cultural experience and self-growth journey than actually doing an internship that really took my fashion industry experience to the next level And going into it, I was under the impression that I would be living with a few interns from around the world in an apartment downtown. However, a few weeks before I was supposed to leave, I received an email that had my host family's address. And I was like, what? A host family? Like, since when am I living with a host family? And I was kind of frustrated with the program, but then I realized, you know, whatever, it's going to be fine. And I kind of had the mindset that I have to, you know, just have an open mind to have the best experience possible and just make the most of whatever comes my way. And not long after finding out my housing arrangements, I found out I'd be living with another girl from Ohio, Maria, which was really exciting because, you know, it's always comforting to have some familiarity, like a Midwesterner just like me because I'm from Illinois. And it turns out she's actually from a street like down the street from where my family in Ohio lives too, which is just, you know, a small world. Anyways, um, my host family turned out to be the nicest people. They gave me a tour of Bangkok when I arrived. After I got eaten by mosquitoes, they gave me anti-itch cream and special spray. And they would just always check in on me and make sure I was safe, which was really comforting for me and my parents since obviously I was alone on the other side of the world. You know, I wasn't really alone. Um... And me and Maria were in a guest house, and it was pretty spacious. We had AC in our room, a lot of fans throughout the house, and every meal that we ate uh, was in the host family's house. We had traditional Thai meals every day that were so delicious. There literally wasn't a single dish that I didn't enjoy, and usually before, after, sometimes during, but um, our meals, we would talk with our Thai mom, Goy, who always seemed to have a lot to share with us, and I really appreciated this because... A lot of what she said stuck with me, um, and you know she really wanted to share her wisdom 
and her Buddhist beliefs. And I loved hearing about it. And I was able to retain a lot of it because we talked about it so often. And we would, you know, connect it with different things. And we would ask each other a lot of questions. I remember once she asked us, me and Maria, like, what do we think about death? And that was like a random question. And then my little Thai brother, Cow, who's 11, he asked us too. And, you know, it's interesting how, you know, we don't really just ask people that here in America, I feel like. But, you know, they're curious. We all have different beliefs and they want to know about it. So that's cool. Anyways, one of the key t- takeaways I learned is the importance of detaching oneself from the cycle of craving more. We have to free ourselves from our attachments and our passions and desires in life. And, you know, we come to this earth with nothing and we leave with nothing. And once we can overcome our need for more, we will experience freedom. And my Thai mom, Goy, she always said, no mud, no lotus. And I had never heard this before, but I guess it's kind of common. The more I look into it, the more I see about it, you know. Um, But Goy said that it meant that without mud, there would be no lotus. Without mud or suffering and experiencing pain, we can experience happiness and see the beauty of the world or the beauty of the lotus. And, you know, that I think about that a lot. So, like, when I do experience harder times, you know, I try to reflect on, you know, how that makes the good times that much better and how I appreciate that so much more. Um, Buddhism states that following a path to materialism is a type of moral wrong. This is because it will never be able to give us personal happiness or a lifestyle that is sustainable. And we live in a world where status and wealth have become something that influences each of us every day. Our purchasing decisions are not for ourselves, they are for others. And we want others to view us a certain way, so we dress a certain way. And... The definition of materialism is that um, it's a tendency to consider material possessions or physical comfort as more important than spiritual values. But I think that that's something we need to remind ourselves of more, like, you know, how our consumption aligns with our values and where they each are on our scale of our, like, you know, what we're thinking about every day and how our beliefs are for our personal selves and you know the more I reflected on the consumerism around me you know in Thailand the more confused I was because you know there's all these Buddhist followers in Thailand and yet there's so many vendors and mark and so many markets like everywhere and they're selling fast fashion constantly and I mean the quality was awful and so many of the vendors had the same products that were just mass-produced And I was just thinking, you know, like, how is this, how is consumerism, like, where does that stand for them if they're wanting to let go of their, you know, materials and not hold so much value over them? Why are we still purchasing them constantly and promoting them? And there's this famous weekend market in Bangkok, and I would occasionally go usually with my roommate, and we sometimes went just to look around, but other times we wanted to, you know, buy something for a family member or a friend back home. But we would always get so overwhelmed by the crowd and all the vendors, and, you know, we wanted to get the best quality there. But, you know, we basically never actually got anything because we were, like, we just could never decide and everything. We'd be like, okay, like, look at this. It's actually cheap and not going to last. And 
just because we want to get a memento from Bangkok doesn't mean we should because, you know, if it's not great quality, it's not going to last. What's the point? We should, like, there's no point, essentially. Um, and I guess the last day we ended up getting some bracelets that were homemade, but that was basically the only thing that we got because it just didn't make sense to buy anything. And, you know, I really wanted to buy this one bathing suit because I hate all the bathing suits I brought. My sister sent my mom or my friend that visited me with one, but like didn't work very well for me. And I just really wanted a bathing suit that I liked, but the quality was always so bad. So I just, I had to really practice self-control and I did refrain, but you know, we all have our own standards that we hold ourselves to and mine include not purchasing fast fashion. So when I go against that and I'm, I know I'm not doing my best and I feel really guilty about it. Um, and I was able to come to this realization after reading the book, uh, The Four Agreements by Don Miguel Ruiz. The book is essentially a guide to personal freedom, which can be achieved by following the four agreements. The first is to be impeccable with your word, which involves understanding the power of our word and deciphering if you are spreading white magic or black magic. And, you know, we should never use our word against ourselves or others. Gossiping is an example of black magic. Um, after learning about the first agreement, I became a lot more thoughtful with my words and who I surrounded myself with because I know that I'm very influenced by the people around me and I don't, even though I don't want to speak any black magic myself, I also don't want to hear it because that influences my mood a lot. Um, oh, sorry about that notification. <laughs> um, the second agreement is don't take anything personally. Ruiz believes that taking things personally is actually selfish because you think everything is about you, when in reality, nothing anyone does is because of you. Whatever anyone else says or does is a reflection of themselves only. We all have different pasts which shape our perception of the world, and that's a direct correlation to our actions and what we speak. Um, the example in the book is something like, um, if someone tells you you're beautiful one day or you're ugly the next, that has nothing to do with you or how you appear. It has to do with how that person is feeling in the moment. If they're feeling good, they're going to throw compliments at you. If they're feeling bad about themselves, they're going to throw some digs at you, and that has nothing to do with you. And to think it does is selfish. Um, the third agreement is don't make assumptions. A lot of us want to clarify things, but we don't because we're afraid to, so we make assumptions, and this leads to conflict. But we need to find the courage to express what we want. We need to communicate to avoid misconceptions and sadness. The fourth agreement is to always do your best. We have to realize that our best is constantly changing, but no matter if we are sick or happy or exhausted or excited, we have to always do our best. This is obviously a lot easier said than done, but it's definitely something that will pop in my brain and I you know, try to be conscious of it because when I do remember that, it does influence me a lot and I am able to feel a lot better about myself. And like I was saying earlier, everyone's best is different. For me, my best involves spreading kindness and love, trying to be helpful, not holding on to feelings that don't serve me, not consuming fast fashion, um, but I don't constantly think about all these things throughout my daily life. I focus on whatever I can at that moment because that's all I can do. Um, Ruiz talks about how when we don't do our best, we judge ourselves and suffer from feeling guilt and blame ourselves. Um, so if I were to purchase fast fashion, 
I would feel really guilty because not only would I consider myself supporting the fast fashion industry and the exploitation of workers um, and unsustainable materials, I would feel like a hypocrite. And like my word is losing power because I'm not being impeccable by it and I'm not doing my best and I'm not, you know, being honorable. So... And that guilt will eat at me and I'll, you know, it's almost like, what's the point of everything I'm doing if I'm not following that and I want others to, like, I have to hold myself accountable to that because, yeah, it's just really important to me. Um, so those are some, you know, realizations and takeaways I was able to have while, you know, being in Thailand and, you know, it's not like everyone there is actually consuming things constantly at those markets. Those are a lot of the times for the tourists that do want to consume things, which is another tricky part because it's like I want to support these locals, but I don't want to support fast fashion or mass-produced products because no matter what, they're going to always be produced. And I, you know, the more I learn about this, the more I realize that. But, um, yeah, I'm I'm still going to be conscious of my decisions and keep in mind all that all of the things that I learned because when I, you know, come back from I just got back from traveling and I have to kind of you know, readjust to living here in America and not falling back into the same patterns that I used to. Uh before I end up this podcast, I want to share a little bit about my last weeks in Southeast Asia. So after my internship ended, I traveled with my mom and brother for a couple of weeks in Thailand and Singapore. And I was a little nervous before they came because I had experienced so much personal growth. And they just know me as who I was years ago when I lived with them. And, you know, I think this is a struggle that a lot of people experience when you see your family and it's been a while and they kind of treat you the same as they did so long ago but you know you're a completely new person and but when you're around your family again you kind of turn into the old version of yourself and that's it's not their fault it's not your fault it's just it happens and I really hate this about myself sometimes and I don't understand why this happens it's probably my biggest struggle in life and with myself and I you know I realized I had to allow myself to feel frustrated and to suffer and to just realize like yes this is the worst version of myself that I'm being right now and I don't know why and I'm not gonna just have the answers and that's okay like and I had to just let go of that and remind myself that I can change and I have the power to refocus my energy and be intentional with my words and be thoughtful and be impeccable with my words really um and you know it was this rough start with my brother and mom honestly it, it was not great but then you know it was really great and then it wasn't and that's just the roller coaster of being on a family vacation <laughs> but it was like we had a great time i'm really appreciative that they came um anyways so after they left i went to bali for a week before heading back to america and i just had the best time ever i basically hitchhiked my way around the whole island and I spent a few nights in Ubud. I went to the rice terraces, went to coffee and tea tastings, waterfalls, monkey forests, temples, just motorbiked through the mountains and jungle and had the best time ever. And then I went to Nusa Penida again, had the best time ever. I had heard of this um, 
Isla Nusipanita from the lady Natalie, who I interviewed in the last podcast, actually. And uh, she told me about this beach called Diamond Beach. And I was determined to get there, even though I don't actually drive the motorbike still. Um, So I would just like walk around the road and occasionally like find the courage to ask people for rides. I would just wave and be like, hey, can I have a ride? And they're like, oh, where are you going? I'm like, I'll just go, you know, whatever way. If you're going this way, I'm, I'm good, you know. And eventually, like, I'd find my way wherever I was going or, like, meet someone that was like, oh, yeah, sure. Like, and let's go to the beach. I'm like, yeah, and let's go to the beach. And then, you know, things would just always work out. And I, it was crazy because we'd be biking around, seeing monkeys and just water monitors and all sorts of crazy stuff just everywhere. And I met so many nice people, some from the UK, some from the Netherlands, and... Yeah, we would go just to the most beautiful cliffs and viewpoints, and we went snorkeling, and I saw a sea turtle, and it just kind of felt like everything was aligning perfectly, and it was kind of funny, because my debit card, not only did it expire, but I also lost it, and I didn't have the right, I didn't have a charger, like, or an adapter for the outlets in Indonesia, but I didn't, hadn't need one the, for mo- the whole time I had been in Southeast Asia, so I didn't feel like getting one right before I was leaving. So I had no way to, like, charge my phone or withdraw any cash. And my MasterCard, like, was not working. And they basically only take cash for most of the places. So it was, like, kind of time for me to go home because I was experiencing quite a few struggles. But nothing was major. And, you know, everything kept working out really well. Uh, Anyways, on my last day, I had a flight at 1 a.m. So I ferried back from New Spanita to the main island and went to a beach near the airport facing the sunset. And, you know, it was my last day and I just had the most magical day. I just hung out at the beach the whole day. I found a hostel that let me just keep my bags there, even though I wasn't staying the night or anything for free. They were so nice. So I changed in their bathroom in my bathing suit and walked to the beach two minutes away and... I just spent the whole day there watching people surf and having some Indonesian food on the beach and everyone was so nice and during the sunset I literally was just crying slow tears from my eyes because well I don't even know why I don't know if it was because the sunset was so beautiful or if my time was closing and I was sad or if I was so happy because I have just been so blessed with having the best experience with life. Like, not that I want to die soon or anything, but I think about sometimes about how, like, I'd be okay if I died because I have literally lived my life to the fullest and I am so happy for everything that has happened to me. I just feel so thankful. And, you know, this journey these past few months has really shaped me and helped me learn how I want to live my life and you know I think I was really lost before with my purpose and what I was doing and I still am lost but I have a bit more of an idea like and this newfound power that I can make a difference which I think really helps me in you know my life um so after the beach uh, I had uh, some spare time, and I got, like, my a Manny and Petty, which I haven't got in, like, six years, so I I was like, you know what, just do it, Isabel, it's $7, you know, so I did it, and then I got a massage after, and I had, like, the nicest guy was doing my nails and my the massage, and 
we just talked the whole time. He had never talked to an American before, so he's really interested and like asking me all sorts of questions. And um, and then after that, I had a really good Indonesian meal. And then I was gonna order a Grab bike. Grab is like Uber, and I was gonna order one to the airport. And you know, I got my AirPods in, and I love like when I would go to work, I had to take a bike, and I would always listen to Maneskin, this Italian rock band. I'd listen to the four four or five same songs every day in the same order usually and I was getting ready to listen to it on this um bike ride sometimes the drivers will try to talk to me and I'm like not in the mood and other times I like it this time I was so ready to just not talk but of course this driver like was super social and you know so I'm like sweet this is like the last person I might talk to that's Indonesian so I shouldn't I should take my airpods out you know and like tune in on this conversation And I ended up talking to him about basically everything I've been saying in this podcast. Like we talked almost the whole drive and he was just telling, I was talking about what I've learned in this journey. And he was like telling me how brave I am to go be out here and like how his mom would be so scared if his sister did this. And he was, and I was telling him about like, you know, how to, like how I live my life kind of and how. Like what I've learned about, you know, no mud and no lotus. And uh, I was telling him about suffering and he was telling me that, you know, a lot of what I was saying really is influencing him. Like he has his dream to see the Golden Gate Bridge in San Francisco. And he kind of was thinking that would never happen. I was like, that can totally happen. And, you know, you can make anything come true. You can speak things into existence. And I fully believe that. And like thinking things and like into existence as well and just making them happen too like anything is possible and you kind of have to keep having that mindset and then realizing that if something's not meant to be then fine it won't happen but you have to understand that it wasn't meant to happen and there's no need to like suffer from that not happening and like feel bad about it you just have to let go and then you can be free and move on to whatever else is coming your way and his name is actually John Anderson, the driver. And he, I was like, that's such an American name. You know, he's like, yeah, I asked my mom once when I was like in eighth grade, you know, why did you name me John Anderson? And she said it's because she loves Americans. <laughs> she loves American movies. I don't know if she'd ever even met one, but she just like had this idea that she loves Americans. So she named her Indonesian son John Anderson. <laughs> and it's spelled J-H-O-N, which is funny because John is not spelled like that in America. But um, it was such a cool, like, ending to my time abroad, having this bike ride with this stranger and just connecting with him so much and wishing each other so so much, you know, good fortune and energy always. Um, anyways, thank you so much for listening to this episode. I hope you take some time to reflect on your moral compass and your values and the agreements you've made with yourself so that you can be impeccable with your word and you know, do your best and, you know, work on not making assumptions or not taking things personally and realizing, you know, your spiritual wellness versus your materialistic uh, values and just reflect on, you know, how you want to live your life, really. Thanks again. Bye.